As people laid low over lockdown, wild animals took advantage of the extra space. New research published in the journal Science shows that wild mammals like mountain lions and coyotes traveled 73% farther than usual in areas with strict lockdown policies and ventured 36% closer to roads in spaces that are normally heavily populated. This is Pulse Check. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Massachusetts is the latest state where lobbyists are pushing legislation that would prevent companies from selling or leasing cell phone location data without permission. Massachusetts ACLU and reproductive rights groups say the legislation would help protect individuals seeking abortion care in states that have criminalized the procedure. The proposed bill would be similar to Illinois' existing law. And states including California, Minnesota, and Washington have passed laws intended to protect those seeking abortions as well. The House Education and the Workforce Committee advanced legislation this week that would permanently allow employers to offer telehealth as a tax-free benefit separate from their group health insurance plans. Even though telehealth access has bipartisan support, the idea of allowing employers to offer it as a tax-free benefit is contentious among lawmakers and healthcare professionals. Some Democratic lawmakers and healthcare groups, including the American Heart Association and the American Cancer Society, argue that it could lead employers to offer less comprehensive care that uses telehealth to completely replace in-person doctor visits. And every five years, Congress renews the Pandemic and All Hazards Preparedness Act. Usually, this is done in a bipartisan manner. However, COVID-19 and disagreements over adding more to the bill threaten to slow its progress. Megan Wilson is here to explain. Thanks so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. Congress is working to revamp a law that is designed to ensure that we're prepared to handle things like another pandemic or a biological attack. But you and our colleague David are reporting that there's been some drama here. What's been going on? There is, you know, the law which folks refer to as PAPA, but it's really called the Pandemic All Hazards Preparedness Act, needs to be reauthorized every five years. And this time after COVID, there are some partisan divides about the pandemic and a general disagreement about how broad the bill should be that's causing some hiccups this time. Okay, but it's been pretty bipartisan in prior reauthorizations, right? Totally. It was originally signed into law in 2006 by George W. Bush, obviously way before COVID-19 and what we as a country knew about going through a devastating pandemic. But lawmakers are divided on how to craft it in the wake of COVID. The House recently introduced some draft language and lawmakers wouldn't even use the word pandemic at all. Wow. What else is tripping up lawmakers this time around? The House Energy and Commerce Health Subcommittee held its first legislative hearing since this draft text came out on Tuesday. And what came to a head was Democrats wanting to give the FDA a number of authorities to handle shortages of medicines and treatments, among other things, in a way that Republicans feel go beyond the scope of PAPA. Richard Hudson, a Republican congressman from North Carolina who's leading negotiations on the bill, said that he's trying to avoid bringing in other priorities that aren't necessarily relevant because like some of his Republican colleagues might want to bring in stuff like attacking the CDC or banning a so-called gain-of-function research. So he's arguing that he's trying to keep it narrow to prevent priorities from either side from coming in. The leader of the committee, Kathy McMorris-Rogers, wants to keep it narrow for sort of budgetary reasons. What are Democrats saying in response to Republicans' smaller version of the bill? 
You have Anna Eshoo, who's a Democratic congresswoman from California and one of the original authors of the first PAPA. She says she's afraid that policies to tackle the medication shortage problem won't get done if they're not in a must-pass piece of legislation, which PAPA is. And coming out of the pandemic, seeing shortages of PPE and medicines, they feel like it is germane to the bill. By all accounts, she and Congressman Hudson had been working super well together while this was getting written, but Eshoo had such a strong disagreement about the draft text she actually took her name off of it. That is pretty huge. When do lawmakers need to get this done? A lot of the programs in PAPA expire on September 30th. So even if policymakers agree to stay away from some of these broader policies, advocates are telling me that the bill still has a number of areas within FDA that it needs to address. So it shouldn't just ignore policies that touch the agency. What comes next? How do we think this is going to end? There's still a lot of negotiating to do. In the hearing, it wasn't totally a loss. Both Anna Eshoo and Richard Hudson have signaled that they're still trying to work things out, that they they still want to come to the table and hammer this out. So it'll be interesting to see how that progresses. And also keep in mind that the Senate is crafting its own version of a PAPA reauthorization, and we don't know how that looks. So a lot to stay tuned about in this area. Well, Megan, thank you so much for your reporting and thanks for taking the time to talk with us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese is our senior producer. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Catherine Ellen Foley. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening.